This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed. I'm a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragons, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Desiree Scott. She's the author of Crescent Vendetta, the Vendetta series book one. How are you doing today, Desiree? I am doing really good. It's it's gorgeous outside, but still a little chilly. How about yourself? It's overcast where I am. It's been getting nicer. Although our weather's been like March weather here instead of April weather. It was yeah, weird when it snowed every day for a week. It didn't stick because it was like 60 degrees out, but <laughs> just that's March weather. Where like it'll just snow for like five minutes for no reason. Oh, yeah. I live in Missouri, so it's like literally in one week we could get four seasons. I don't know. Here in Washington, like just in the spring, especially in March, like you can you can literally go like snow, hell, sunshine, rain. Yeah, like five minutes. It is just yeah. That's that's Missouri. One time, one time we started at, you know, as soon as I woke up, it was snowing. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And then it started raining, and then it then it warmed up to like sixty degrees, and I'm just like, okay, Missouri's at it again. My brother's out in Nebraska, so I guess he kind of has weather like that. Yeah. Those states are close together, right? You're out there somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much in the center. I live about an hour from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. I heard that's actually, I think, where the center of the country is, actually. Yeah. About, like, yeah, right down the middle of Missouri. Of yeah, that's what I heard. Okay. At least if YouTube videos are to be believed. So, <laughs> so um, I always like to start these out with a fun question or two. So, uh, Desiree, what is your favorite type of shifter? So, wolves, I think, are my favorite. But then bears come into a close second. And then I love books where they just have different kinds of animals and plot lines that define individual shifters. Fair enough. I know a guy who, as a satire novel, wrote one about a weird, a weird deer named Jane Doe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I've, went, I've read that pun. the, the bears, the raccoons, the possums, the panthers. Tigers, you know, I've read so many shifters that each one's, they're just varies. Like possum and PNR? Yeah, yeah. It's, wow, okay. Uh, I can't remember the plot lines on it, but yeah, they were, they, like I said, they just had different animals. All right, cool. So uh, let's talk about your novel, uh, Crescent Vendetta, which is about Vanessa Barnes, a uh, wolf shifter, and she seems to be. Um, Captured by some terrible guy and forced into some sort of gladiatorial type games. And she's kind of locked up with a past rival of hers and they might have to work together and to survive. Is that about the gist of it? That pretty much sums it up. Um, it's just about like I, it's, it's actually a series and that's the first in a series. And the, the overlapping plot for the whole series is about an underground fighting ring where the characters are drugged and when they're drugged they can't shift it back into their human form so they're forced to fight as their animal to the death and that's like the overlining plot for the whole series and it actually I was driving to work one day and it just entered my head it was so surreal so why don't you tell us a bit about Vanessa and um I guess Travis so this is PNR right yes it is okay so Travis is her um 
We're looking like a friends to enemy sort of romance here. Yeah. Or enemies to friends. I had that backwards. That's <laughs> not a good way to do a romance. Yeah, so they have some. They have a history that's not real. That really doesn't intertwine with them as adults. But their packs are rivals because Vanessa's pack murdered Travis's parents. So it kind of worked into that way. And then Travis, like he was keeping an eye on her pack and was coming, getting ready to before everything hit the fan with them. Um, to take him out, basically, until the, her brother stepped in, basically killed her father, and took over the pack. And that's where Travis took a step back and was just eyeing everything before he, you know, pledged a full-on attack. And then that's where they got captured. And then, like, there was just something about Vanessa that kind of caught his eye, even in wolf form. And then they ended up escaping together and made it to his pack where... There's so many twists in the story that it's hard for me to really go into detail because then it gives a lot of it away. I don't need to go into detail. Why don't you just tell us about, like, sort of Vanessa, what sort of character she is? Like, you know, what makes her a great uh, heroine to follow? I really enjoyed writing her just because she was a female that was pretty much not necessarily abused in her childhood. She was made to look down on. She was a female and... Her father was a mean person, and um, so he really basically put her aside to focus on her brother. So the abuse was more mental, and she grew up on the outskirts of her pack, not really fitting in, and she grew through the book because of everything that she went through in the past. Like, she's a very strong-willed She's alpha material. That's why when Travis basically found the mate bond with her, she was all alpha material just from what she had been through through life. I get that. That's a rough upbringing, you know, having your dad, like, look down on you and, like, did you want a son or whatever, and he got stuck with a daughter type of deal? Yeah, and then, so it wasn't just the father. The father had views on where women were supposed to be and... So the whole pack took over that mentality, and, you know, they all looked down on her, basically spit on her, you know, through her childhood and whatnot. So she went, it's, it's really hard for me to explain, but she just went through a lot that defined her throughout the rest of the book. Yeah, no, I gotcha. That's, I think we all are kind of getting, like, the sort of backgrounds you had. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you got the idea of just, like, driving down the road. Um, I'm just, like, I'm just curious, like, have you always, like, been into a PNR, or is this your, like, uh... Or it was like you were like, I have an idea for a great PNR story, or did it turn into PNR? I'm just curious. Yeah, no. Like I've always been fascinated with PNR. Um, I've always dabbled in it, but I was never able to finish anything. And then, so I used to work in the city, which was an hour drive for me. So it was an hour, you know, there and an hour back. And I'm a very big advocate for like cage fighting and stuff. I'm, I'm very against it. And so one day I was driving and I just like had a flash of a shifter being kidnapped and forced to fight to the death as his will form. And it wasn't anything that stuck out of me. Like I didn't like have nightmares or dream. I I live in the country. So I think a lot of my plot lines have a lot to do with where I live just because I live on 40 acres, about 20 minutes from any town. Um, and we've gotten pretty populated in the last 15 years, 
years, you know, I have neighbors and everything like that. So it's not like in the boonies or anything, but it's, no. it's in the I, country. I, I got you. I, um, I understand. Like where I grew up as a kid, it wasn't quite as rural as that, but, um, when we moved into our house, like there was just like, um, a giant field behind our house. Like we we're the only house here. And then there was just like a field behind it that led to a, like a, a llama ranch of all things. And like my friend lived on the other side of the street and he had just like acres of like forest and swamp and stuff. And there was like nothing out there. We had to drive like 30, 40 minutes to on the freeway just to get to like uh, the mall or whatever. And now where that house is, there's like a Walmart just up the street. There's a Target just like two blocks away, like a huge shopping center. It's all <laughs> like houses. All that field is all houses. So is that forest that used to play in as a kid. It's all like houses now. It's yeah. All, uh, definitely, it was out in the boonies, and now it's smack dab in like suburban. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, much here as well. It's like we're we're about twenty to twenty five minutes from any town, but it's nice. It can just be a pain when you're like needing to go to the store or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that as a kid. Like we'd have to drive pretty far. I mean, it pro- it's actually not that far. It's like as an adult, it's nothing. But like when you're a kid, it really does feel like it's forever. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. No. Like I mean, like this. Like I remember when they built the South Hill Mall, which is the mall that that was like, thing, you know, thank God they built a mall that's like ten minutes away. But like that was a giant field <laughs> when I was a kid. You know, and there's just I don't know. It just it really grew up like this area, like um, you know, because the tech boom in the in the nineties and into this, you know, the two thousands. Uh, because you know we're south of Seattle, so there's a lot of people who work for like Microsoft and. Amazon and stuff that come live down here because it's a little cheaper than King County. <laughs> oh yeah, like we used to, we had to put up a t- an internet tower about five years ago because the only thing available in our area was DSL, and that was five years ago. I mean, <laughs> so we live pretty rural, but I mean, I I love it. I couldn't imagine living in the city just because there is a lot of freedom out here. Yeah, I live in the suburbs. I don't like living in cities. <laughs> I might, I like the suburbs. It's like it's like the city, but it's not as crowded uh-huh. there's not like all the tall buildings around like you can see but there's still like stuff around so yeah that's awesome yeah no, my my brother he lives outside of lincoln and like it's like a five minute drive from downtown lincoln to rural nebraska with cornfields it's so <laughs> like, it's like it's like a nice city it's like you know they got like all they got tall buildings and you're like and you just sort of like drive five minutes you're like wait a sec i'm surrounded by cornfields <laughs> and we're at his house in the middle of nowhere it feels like even though he's really is just like five minutes out of Lincoln <laughs> my my daughter my 14 year old's always asking me well can't we move to the city and I'm like no you're not gonna like the city you think you I mean she can go out the door and my sister lives right behind us and you know she has access to all of her cousins or she can stay out after dark and I'm not worried about anything happening but we move up in the city all that freedom goes away she wouldn't like it no, that's the problem. You always like the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. And then you get there and you realize that no, it really actually wasn't. Yeah. Then you start thinking about, you know, it was greener where I used to live, and then that nostalgia takes over. And then of course you move back and you're like, wait a sec. Yeah, yeah. I I did live up in the city for a couple of years, and you know, I mean, I liked it, but again, it's just a culture shock, and not necessarily a culture. But, you know, it's just vastly different from the country life. And then, yeah, I ended up moving back home to help my parents because they they were financially 
unstable. So, and then I haven't left since. So. Yeah, no, it's um, man, I've, I don't know. I lived all over as a kid. My dad was in the Air Force, so I moved a lot. So it was always like going to different places. Well, I guess it really wasn't a lot of different places, but I don't know. When you're a kid, like it can feel like it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I had like a year where I think I lived in four different places. So yeah. That was a messed up. That was a mess. Well, this is what happens when the military like tells you they're sending you somewhere else and then they don't. <laughs> the lease on your place you live is up like two months before you're supposed to like move. Yeah, I heard the military like, when it you, comes to that. It's just like you could be deployed at any time and you don't know where you're going. Well, he don't. We knew he was going. He was. They were going to. So we were. He was up here at McCord here in Washington State, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we're going to send you to Luke, which is uh, Phoenix, Arizona." And like, but it's like it's going to be in three months, and the lease on the little dinky duplex we rented was up in a, a month, right? So it's like renew the lease for a year then pay penalties because you're moving out. And it's like, where do, where do we live for two months? Right. <laughs> so my mom took me and my brother to live with her parents down in, in uh, outside Sacramento. Uh-huh. Uh, while my dad moved in with, um, cause you know, he still had to work at McCord up until his leave was right. So he moved in onto just base housing. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay. Cause like, yeah, like we couldn't get base housing either. Cause we were about to be deployed. So it's like, we couldn't get a place on base. There's like waiting list to get base housing, you know, and stuff like that. So it was all messed up. <laughs> so we moved down to California. And then his, his, like, at the last minute, they said, nah, we're going to keep you here in Washington. <laughs> so we had to go back up, but we didn't have any place to live. <laughs> so he, like, stayed at, like, friends of my parents. Like, they're in their house for a month. And then, like, a guy my my dad knew in the Air Force, like, he got sent TDY. So his trailer was going to be, like, available for a couple months. So uh-huh. we moved in a little rickety trailer while my parents found this like a new place to live. So yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird year. Mm-hmm. That was a, uh, that was my kindergarten year. Mm. Yeah. I think I only remember, I don't remember anything about kindergarten. <laughs> I only remember that we moved a lot that year. I absolutely yeah, don't this, remember. Where I'm at, it's just a little dinky, you know, we used to have three high schools to span our, area and now we're down to one big one and i mean we've grown a lot in the last 10 years but i mean we're still i live outside of the little town called centerview and it's i think the actual town of centerview only has like maybe 200 people i remember when i was in high school like my senior year of high school they opened a new high school <laughs> in my district because like it had grown that much right mm-hmm. like, so like i went to a brand new junior high uh, seventh grade, like, so, like, like, it opened that year I started junior high. So I, I always thought I was going to a different junior high mm-hmm. until they opened this new one. And suddenly I was going off because, like, there, there was a junior high I thought I was going to was right behind my elementary school. Uh-huh. And, but then I ended up going to this new one. And, um, but that was fine because most of my friends were also sent to that new one. So it wasn't a big deal. But then, like, my senior year of high school, they opened up a new high school. And, like, luckily we were seniors. Otherwise, half my friends would have suddenly had to go to a new high school because they let the seniors stay at Rogers, but everyone else had to go to the new high school. So, like, the the juniors who had, you know, done their sophomore year at Rogers, uh-huh. they had to go to a new high school, and so did the incoming freshmen. <laughs> yeah, my 14-year-old, she's going to school for the first time, and she was she went to kindergarten, and she's been homeschooled this whole time, so now she's going to the eighth at the public school. So she's excited. Oh, she has the worst part of school, so good luck with her. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. 
like I bowl, I got bullied a lot in junior high, but like high school, like mellowed. Like it wasn't, I don't know. No one really did. No one hassled each other in high school, but junior high was the worst. Yeah, I got picked on a lot. Yeah, like I said, but then like I got into high school and it just, I don't know, like mellowed or something. I don't know. Yeah. There was just more students. So like, you know, you've, I don't know. I met a lot of new friends in high school. So I don't know. It worked out well. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Anyways, uh, so you got book one out. You working on book two? So book two is actually out. It's about, so Travis is the alpha and then you have book two and that, it, now these are standalones. So the second one is actually his enforcer, Brett, right. with I a human. Okay, cool. Yeah, you do the. I know how it works. You like you write a book and you have your you tie up your romance, but there's like these side characters. And yeah. They get to have their book. Yeah. No. I yeah. get it. So Brett is actually a bear shifter, and I'm actually working on book three. Oh, awesome. Do you have like a release date for book three? No, not yet. I'm hoping to be done with it before the end of the year. Um, I probably got like twenty thousand words done. It's just it's trying to fit a majority of the overlining plot into this one, and that's kind of where I've been stuck. Um, I just had my son seven months ago, so I'm just now getting to the hang of writing and getting on a schedule. Yeah, no, I got that. That's that has to be disruptive. Oh, it was. As I as I say, as a single guy that has no kids. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like this, I, so. I have three, and he. Is my only son, and his pregnant. My pregnancy with him was the hardest. I was always sick, no energy. I, I'm done. <laughs> um, That's I made. It. I yeah. He was a oh surprise blessing. Ah uh, yeah yeah. I'm almost forty, so I thought I was done, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah no my uh one of my friends growing up he was the oldest of sixteen. Yeah I think they topped out at sixteen. They were uh-huh. still happy when I graduated from high school. Like, when oh, both wow. graduated from high school. Like, she's, I think she had one right after that he graduated. <laughs> yeah, my best friend's mom, me, and my best friend were all pregnant at the same time. So I was just like, this, this is not working. And my best friend laughed. She's like, you're telling me. How would you feel if you were pregnant with your mom? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. That's weird. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, so, um, we got book three to look forward to. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any other projects in the works or are you just all in on the, I've got got multiple projects in the work. I've got like two thrillers that I'm working on now. And then I have the second of of another series, but it's a thriller as well. And then I have my contemporary romance is actually done. It's got three books. So I've got, I think, seven books out now. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, really great talking with you, Desiree. If you want to let our listeners know where they can uh, connect with you on social media. Oh, they can, I mean, they can get a hold of me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I do have a link tree that has all of my, I believe I sent it to you. It has all my um, yeah. links in and everything. But I'm I'm on Facebook the majority of the time, Desiree Scott. So, I mean, anybody can find me there. Awesome. Well, it was really great talking with you, Desiree. It was great to talk with you, too. Yeah, you have yourself a, a good day out there. In you too. You too. Bye. Take it easy. Bye-bye. This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com. And follow me on Twitter, at jmdread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. 
You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com or wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.